0: Yes, Mina Fandom is back. I'm your host, Mennaz. I'm pumped up. It's been another great week of KMS. I've got a guest. He's joining me. He's the host of the Beyond Average podcast. Some would say he's the star of that duo. I'm speaking, of course, of Beyond Average podcast. Mick, who was last on the show
1: when I was in Boston at the JJ Foley's. Mick, welcome. How are you? Great to see you Manners. What an intro. Um, as always, the professional that you are, I'm I am impressed. And yeah, the last time we have talked really was probably at JJ Foley's there before the Wilbur show, um, yep. which was a great time. great little event. I give you all the credit there for putting that together because that was kind of your show. you were you were, you know, the captain of that ship. I don't think anybody else would have been there at least in this capacity, you know as like uh, together as a fan base if you didn't put that together. So I give you all the credit there. Thank you very much, Mick. Uh, just, just a
0: slight note, a um, little bit annoying, about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago, you sent me a message, are we still good Good to go to record at 10 o'clock? No. I don't know who you're used to dealing with. I know you're used to dealing with Chris. I know you just blow, blow off shows whenever you like, but you're no. dealing with manners here. I'm a professional. You don't yeah. need to check with me whether we're going to go ahead. If something comes up, I'll tell you.
1: Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you. And again, you said 10 p.m. here. What time is it in your land? What time is it about noon? It's noon on Sunday. So um, I know you've um, blown off your
0: family to do this and I've done the same. You know, I could be spending time with my two children, my wife, two (laughs) little kittens we've got in the house. But no. I'm on StreamYard with Mick in Cape Cod talking about the greatest podcast in the world. Um, clearly, I haven't been um, glowing enough in my praise of Kirk and the show because I'm blocked. So just want to get that out there. It's the best podcast in the world.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you coping? How, how are you coping with being blocked? Because it's now going on a week, I think, what, five, five six days now? How are you doing? <laughs> Look, I'm accepting it. I've accepted my fate. I I
0: recorded a very sad little mini episode during the week just reacting to it. I feel like it's unfair. I feel like my criticisms of Kirk and the show were very mild. So I'm surprised I'm blocked. I I mean, did you listen to the show I did with Montante?
1: Uh, Parts of it. Um, I listened to the entire Tim and Canton one, and then I got bits and pieces of Montante one. I'm not going to lie, I didn't get the heat start to finish but yeah i did i did hear a lot of it and i did hear the criticism that he brought up on the air and uh i i don't think that i, I don't think anything that you said was completely out of bounds to be honest with you I, I i really don't i think kirk definitely at times mails it in with some of the topics especially um the ones that Ain will give him that are you know kind of about things that we are used to or i've heard him talk about whether not even all uh, politics it can be really uh, like anything it can be pop culture related and sometimes he's just like eh you know, he, he, he won't touch even a scandalous story or anything. But um, I, I do think uh, I, I, that doesn't mean he doesn't work hard well, or have I good mean, ideas.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying he's a dumb guy. He doesn't have good ideas. And my criticism is not about how he reacts to Cullinane's stories. It's sometimes like after a little while, you know, Kirk's just asking Cullinane for stories. But anyway, I don't want to get blocked for another six months or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. Watch your tongue. I've got to be very careful. I've got to tread cautiously. Um. Well, let's get into it. Um. I, I mean, firstly, w- what's your first reaction to Minahan solving a murder?
1: It's impressive. You know, it really is impressive because it it shows that they did actual. Investigations, like you know, they they really did police work. If you, I mean, I guess that's what it is. They did police work with some of these interviews and the way they got um, this guy to basically confess it without confessing. He, you know, he, they really did. Get, I think they should get all the credit for it. To be honest, it's very oh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I, I
0: think the the one thing that gets kind of lost in these things is that the true crime podcasts usually the arrests also go hand in hand with a lot of good police work. So I think you can't, um, you can't discount that. Like it's not Kirk and Steve completely solving a murder, murder, but they were integral in bringing information to light that helped the police with their case. Um, and it's an incredible achievement. I'm so happy for them. Uh, I cannot believe Barstool didn't feature it more on their network. It is, I mean, if I was Kirk, I would be really pissed off about that.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot of gloating. I mean, I saw Dave Portnoy put out a tweet, uh, Kirk Menahan solved a murder, what a day, or something like that. It was something along the lines of that. So there was some, like, uh, promotion, but there, I, I think that should have been the biggest story for, like, a week there. Like, one of their main stars solved a murder. You know, if it was, put it this way, if it was Big Cat, I feel like it would be a massive story there just in the company, not even just, like, you know, uh, around the world, just in their company, in their little inner circle. I feel like that would be the biggest topic, or, you know, around. Yeah, I almost feel
0: like the the editors and the writers there are too dumb to handle a topic like that. Like they're so used to just fucking around. It's all jokes and Jersey Jerry shitting in his pants and who's going to win the football this weekend and all that bullshit. When they get something serious like this where they're going to actually have to show their journalistic medal because it is important the way you handle covering these stories because you are still talking about a murder. So, you know, you've got to be very careful not to be seen to be sort of Yeah, seeking too much glory off such a sad thing.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, that's why I was excited in the beginning when Kirk officially announced that he was doing a true crime podcast because I figured he was the type of guy that was going to do it right. I feel like a lot of these true crime podcasts – you know, they don't go necessarily the journalism investigative route. They, they try to get you, they, they try to get you to get, you know, they, they do whatever it is, clickbait, whatever it is, the, to, to get you to listen rather than actually go for the truth and go for a good, you know, the real story. And I think with Kirk, I thought he was always going to be devoted enough to do something and, make sure he's going to do it either. He's not going to put it out unless he actually has the truth or he has what he thinks is the truth and the facts behind it to back that up. So um, again, very impressive. And I do, I do think it should have been a bigger story just along the uh, lines of the bar store world. Yeah. I also think they could think about going back and recutting
0: the case season one, maybe tightening it up a bit. I mean, now that it's probably going to get a lot more listens, they could fix up. I mean, you know, you know, you can go back and fix episodes that maybe aren't great in, down the track so maybe they could do that um this is great for steve you know now now he's going to be on the job hunt he can certainly leverage that success with getting a job
1: yeah do you think um i know he kind of alluded to it on the show the other day but do you think he's going to actually go forward with that uh i guess Substack journalism route where he's going to cover the media and political scandals like i actually would be kind of into that i i, I hope he would be objective enough to you know cover it You know, not just his his views, you know, cover both both sides of the story. I would want. Um, But yeah, I think he would be a great person to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he will go down that route. I I actually think he'll get a job. Like he was saying on the show that he needed a job to get a mortgage. So I think we'll see him get a job somewhere soon in conservative radio, in conservative journalism. Maybe he'll even work for the Trump uh, party. Maybe he can be one of those people handing out um, MAGA stuff at train stations, et cetera.
1: Do you think uh, think that if, if he was asked back, do you think he would take the job? Do you think he would take, I know Kirk said it's Dave's job, it's Dave's job to keep, which is fair. But do you think if something, if you know Dave Cullinan got hit by a bus, do you think Steve would say, yeah, I'll, I'll produce the show? I don't think he
0: would. I think more where we could see Steve come back is into the case. Maybe he could executive produce the case part-time. Maybe it's not a full-time gig, but he's running the case. Carl's running the main show and Kirk's doing both, something like that. I don't know if you heard some sort of snarky comments Steve made about season two of the case about Dr. Dan, kind of deriding it a bit. So, yeah, I think – Steve doesn't really want to play in the sandpit. I think he really wants to do something in politics or uh something that's a bit outside this world, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess, I think you're right. He wants to be taken serious just in what he's doing and I feel like that's tough to do as just with all the minifans and all the hate that he's always going to get and you know, he, he always he got dumped on very hard. What is your relationship with him? Like, Like, do you guys have like uh, I know you and Cullinan go back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Mm. Like, did you and Steve? Because I I didn't really know you that well when uh, Steve was producing the show. So what was like, I guess, your fault? Did you guys have a follow? Do you do you actually hate him? Like, do you, do you really dislike him? As Steve and I are quite close. We, we contact
0: con- correspond a lot personally. I sort of help him out um, when he's you know trying to make big decisions in his life he sort of looks at me as a mentor <laughs> yeah, um, right. so so we've got a quite a good relationship no absolutely not there's no relationship we very much disliked each other yeah he, he's a snake he's a snake he's a backstabbing prick Uh, All the people that hated Steve Robinson were right from the beginning. He left Kirk high and dry. He wasn't suited to the show. He's a liar. Even his appearance, and and I've got the litany of lies written down here somewhere, but even in his appearance on um, Friday where he was, you know, lying about Craig not thanking him for getting a job when Craig then tweeted out a message of yeah. thanking Steve for the job. I mean, Steve is a snake. He's a prick. I don't like him. In very small doses, I can tolerate him, and I'm willing to say he's a competent producer in terms of he gets shows up. He, he got content out there. But if you listen to the main show, once, Kurt, once Steve lost interest in that last six months, it took a, a massive dive. So, um, yeah, there's no where, – where the hate comes from with Steve is I can just sniff a rat mick i could sniff a rat
1: right and i smelt yeah. i smelt him you. out that's the so, that's the made man in you
0: that's right yeah. and you know the, the first thing i did i think um the first bit of kms content i did an aussie minnow fan show, i went at steve because i didn't like the way he spoke to me in dms he's just a snide prick um you know as i've said on this show color names a bit of a bumbling idiot, but he means well. Sure, he does what's best for him, but that's that's life. That's you know you got to look after your own side of the street sometimes. Yeah, but I do believe he means well, and there's not a bad bone in his body. Like if, if Carl forgets to put a minifan show up, it's not because he's being a dickhead. It's because he just slipped out of his head
1: yeah i I agree and i think that cullinan's mistakes are like genuine like i don't think he would ever try to hurt the show or i don't think that he would have a planned trip to go across country in an rv like steve did and you know basically tell your boss like a week before um Mm. especially with that type of relationship where it's like steve not only was the producer um I, i i know this was kind of one of his gripes that he wanted kind of more of like a partnership or that kind of what he kirk alludes to at least um I, I do think Steve was more than just like a radio producer or a podcast producer. Like he he handled the business side of the company, the Kirkmanahan brand. I would say, you know, Kirk made the decisions, yeah, but Steve negotiated stuff. He set up the live shows, did what Colin is doing right now. I would even say probably more uh, to some extent. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like St- I'm I'm surprised, and I I don't know. I want to see how you feel about this. Are you surprised that Kirk welcomes him back with just a smile and a hug all this time and is just basically forgiving him completely that, hey, yeah, you left me high and dry, kind of what you're saying? Or do you think he's just actually happy for the guy because, you know, he put in a lot of hard work for him and he's like, you know what, if this guy's happy, then fine. I think it's the latter. I think there's a bit of a begrudging respect Kirk has for Steve
0: because Steve did work hard. He did go on. It sounds like to me they really bonded over the case, all those mm-hmm. trips down south and um, going and in investigating um, Kevin Mailer's activities and all that really brought them close together. So I think there is a respect there. And let's not forget Steve didn't just walk out in the middle of a show one day and say, fuck you, like, like, yeah. he didn't leave him really high and dry. Like he said, I want to move on soon, let's, you know. So I, I think, um, you know, had Steve, you know, really fucked him over and just walked out in the middle of the show and never to be seen again, I don't think he'd be welcome back. So I think there is sort of respect there, and um, they are pretty close after the case. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's fair. I was, I was curious on that.
0: So I thought Steve's return was very underwhelming. I didn't think it was a bad show, but I, I thought he was a bit flat. He he sounded like someone who'd been travelling around in a van for a year, just a bit sort of flaky and and it wasn't entertain. I don't know. It wasn't as entertaining or as I expected. I thought he'd come in hot with a lot to talk about, and he was just, yeah, just was underwhelming. Well, it wasn't terrible or anything, but it, it wasn't a great return or anything.
1: There was the low-key jabs that he throws in. You know, he he throws in the subtle stuff that he'll, you know, like, you know, he he's, I, I think Steve's at his best when he's trying not too hard to be funny. And he just kind of naturally is like an idiot or, you know, or so peculiar compared to other people. He's just a very different guy um mm. and that is kind of his appeal i think as like a content wise as a producer like dave is kind of like a like you said a bumbling idiot but he means well he's always gonna he's, he's always kind of the butt of the joke where steve I, I don't there's some things that that guy had said where whether it be the just even like the red snappers like the way the guy talks his whole main shtick it's very odd very odd guy and uh i i, I think i think with steve that more than anything i i heard him i heard a guy that kind of had an itch that he wanted to get back in, uh, at least from my perspective. I think that he loved doing it. I think that, if that he was bullshit. offered, which I, I really do. I think if he was offered the job, I, I think he would hop right back in. I don't think he would say that unless it was proposed to him, but uh, I, I really do think that he would want that back. Cause again, it's a really cool job. I'm not, you know, sure. He, he, he was one of the higher paid producers too. He, you know, Kirk always said, you're one of the highest paid podcast producers in America, if not the, so he probably got paid really well. He was definitely got to do something that was at least um, compared to other jobs that are really cool. So, I mean, I I don't know. I just, I feel like that is uh, something that people overlook and it's like, yeah, you can make money doing Bitcoin and crap like that. But again, he's, he traveled for a year and now that's over with and done. Now what are you going to do?
0: Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. I think, It's always a means to an end for Steve. So I think now that Steve is looking for a job, he's sniffing around opportunities. So he knows, all right, coming into KMS and getting back out there, all of a sudden there might be people around who start getting in contact with him. Hey, we've got this, you're looking for that. So there's always a means to an end for Steve.
1: So you think he's just trying to
0: get his name out there again, basically? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he mm. said it in the show, he wants to get a mortgage to do that. He needs a job and that's what he's doing. And I also think that, um, you know, it was a real, there's no way he wasn't late on purpose to that show. I think it was a real power move um, oh. of Steve, like, you know, you know, Kirk had, when Steve was producing the show, if Steve had been ten minutes late, there's a show for Kirk. He's he's ripping yeah. Steve. He's yelling at him. I mean, if he's going to rip him for having the wrong cable, can you imagine how it'd be if he turned up ten minutes late to a live recording? So, mm-hmm. um, but but this was a a Steve power move. Okay, I know. I'm not under Kirk's control anymore. I'm going to define the boundaries. So I'm just going to waltz in after they've started and sit down. He wasn't late. I mean, it was it was orchestrated from Steve from the beginning.
1: What a theory. What a theory there. That is investigative manners right there. I I did not. I did not think that at all. Um, but now that you're saying it, it's, it's starting to make sense to me that that, you know, Steve seems like somebody that would kind of hold that grudge where it's like, I worked my ass off for this guy for so goddamn long. You know what? Yeah, he's on my time now. Kind of like what you're saying. I could definitely see him having that type of grudge or attitude towards uh, at least the Kirk Manahan show. You know maybe not even kirk personally just like working for the show i don't know, altogether like no you guys can wait for me absolutely
0: um so you know a bit disrespectful i mean <laughs> kirk made the comment well if you know you end up working for me again will this be your new sort of um attitude um there was some other stuff from uh, Steve's show okay so he lied about craig um, thanking him for the job Did you hear the made-up story about the bear being outside his tent and his dog Ziggy scaring off a bear? I mean,
1: come on. He said orange eyes. It was probably like a, a stray cat or something. There was a better chance Dave Cullen was involved in that drive-by that he was speaking of on prom night or whatever it was than that actually happening with Steve. I mean, yeah, he said he saw these orange yellow eyes and he confirmed it was a bear by a Google search. He said uh, that was my confirmation that he saw a bear that was potentially, but like, I don't think he. A, if you see a bear, you 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 gotta go right. I mean, you're Australian Are they got bears in Australia. We don't have bears, fortunately. Thank yeah, everything else. There's a lot of, sh- you know what I mean. You got to be aware of that kind of stuff. And I feel like you'd, if you saw a bear, you would know you saw a bear. I don't think that you, 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 you might have saw a bear. You either saw a bear or you didn't see a bear. Yeah, I don't think the bear would be scared of Ziggy Robinson. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think the bear would have fucking munched Ziggy Robinson and then munched fucking Mr. and Mrs. Robinson as well. It's a fair point. Which would have been sad, I guess. I mean, maybe Steve's wife getting eaten would have been sad. Um, And the dog, not so much Steve. Um, Yeah, and then there was, okay, so there was that. And then there was one other thing. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, there was a, a very strong undertone of Mr. Stephen Robinson giving the big finger to one Bob Murchison on Thursday, on Friday.
1: Yeah, definitely I would say again with his subtle little jabs. That that's Steve, you know, getting him in there. It uh, wasn't subtle. The stuff he was saying about transgender kids was not subtle
0: at all. Kirk was like, Okay, Steve, just hold on here, we don't want to get cancelled.
1: Okay, you know, yeah. The, the,
0: yeah. The cutting the breasts off and the 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 mutilisation of um, teenage, of young children and stuff. Like, um. you know, Steve was on the front foot about the transgender issue in a way that we've not heard before. And, again, I think it was him just saying, you know what, if I'm going to come back and work for you, Kirk, or if I'm going to be involved here, I don't give a fuck
1: about what someone like Murchison um, is going to do. So you thought that was a direct shot towards Murchison or at least just uh, being uncensored and he's like, you know, I'm just going to let it fly on actually how I feel and not care what this, you know, activist says anymore and crap. But you think it was really like that? You, you I, Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it's yeah, like the light thing. Incredible. It's like he's, he's, wow. he's
0: come back redefining his, his – um, you know, himself, he wants to set some new ground rules. And one of them is he's not going to play ball and shut up about the way he feels about these things. And uh, did you notice the way Kirk, I wouldn't say it was uncomfortable, but he didn't like the tone where it was going that for Kirk, it was getting a bit too serious. You know, Kirk wants the show to be funny and light, doesn't want it to necessarily go down those rabbit holes.
1: Yeah, you could tell. I think uh, he transitioned where he's like, OK, OK, Steve. He did one of those where he's like, all right, all right, let's let's remember what we're doing here. Like I th- or he said something on lines. He, he definitely put it to a pause and uh, tried to lighten the mood because I, I do think it was going down. to the, uh, uh, Steve, get his takes on America the last year. I'm going to I'm going to let him fly right now because I finally have a platform. That's kind of what it felt like for a minute there. Mm. Yeah. What did you think of Steve's return generally? I, I I wouldn't say underwhelming because I was just uh, I was excited to see I was I was more excited to see how Dave was going to react to it. Um, and I still I still feel like Dave's a little threatened by Steve. And I, I think that a lot of Minifans would agree that Steve might be a better producer in some uh, aspects, maybe in some not. But uh, I, I thought I thought Steve was good. Um, I do think again. I, I my, my biggest take. I think he has that itch to get back in a just have a following and maybe maybe not necessarily be with the Minifans, but he definitely has wants to get his name out there. And now that you were uh, saying that he has an end goal, you know, he wants to get a mortgage, he wants to get a job and make some money somehow. I think it started. is you know, makes sense to me. It's starting to make sense that yeah, he's going to use use the show here. Maybe not use the show, but he decided that this was the time I'm going to settle down and enough with traveling. And yeah, my a good way to get my name out there is go back to one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Mm. Steve has two
0: advantages over Dave Carlinane. One is Steve is intrinsically more intelligent and two. Yeah. I mean, that's, Steve that's, doesn't have any kids. Like I, yeah. he, like Carl has what? Two little kids. Is it three little kids or two? little? think they're thinking of going for a third, but they have two. So, Naturally Colin has got a lot more pressure he's a lot busier when when he goes home unlike Steve who can fuck around and you know think about the show Cole's into looking after two kids and I know I know you don't know this but it just takes over like you you end up just hours fly by because you're doing shit for the little monsters so um yeah Steve has those advantages over Cole the intelligence probably being the biggest one
1: yeah, but I also think that is to Cullinan's advantage, not the children aspect the um, not being a being, you know, having the IQ of an orangutan. He can be <laughs> somebody that, you know, is again, just says something that is so outlandish or like the, the abortion plane thing. Like he, he genuinely meant that. Like that was his like real take on it. And like stuff, I don't want to get serious with it, but like that, that is the type of person, Like you know what I mean? He's not mm. uh, he doesn't have a lot going up there. So, and I think Kirk uses that to his advantage. And where Steve would be more looking for like his his weirdo aspects and him just being a complete nutbag, where Cullinane, it's just like, no, this guy is just a moron with a lot of his. Uh, news and I hit. mean, the example. Well, a few, a couple of comments.
0: The example that there was when Kirk asked Steve, "How much money did you spend?" and Cullinane would have just given him an answer. Oh, I spent a hundred grand. Steve goes, "Well, you know, you have to take." factor yeah. in opportunity cost of you know what i could have been earning and i was just like oh fuck, i just wanted an answer yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I did i did like the line from steve robinson it smells like estrogen in here um he's about, good uh, i'm telling you
1: run. i i i he definitely would get old it, you know he's annoying he lies but steve is good he's definitely he's got those subtle jabs that had that occasionally make you laugh out loud absolutely
0: um he's got that wit unfortunately that's i'll give him that one um so did you hear jared karabas's call
1: yeah it, let's get to that because he first of all talk about a 180 on the entire company where it was you know what three months ago nobody's allowed to talk about Carabas, nobody bring him up and now he's calling in his shows portnoy i feel like portnoy talks about him every single week like is his return just inevitable at this point no absolutely not I disagree. Okay. I disagree completely. He's going to be stupid back. Unless... He worked for DraftKings. What are you fucking yeah, I'm, it's, stupid? By four or five years from now, he'll be back. Three, three years. Uh, you know, okay, what I mean? four or five years. Okay, if his, his DraftKings contract expires, maybe yeah, he's go back are. then. Yeah, but do you remember? If you remember, his breakup was a little contentious. They didn't give him the name. You know, the he did, or the RSS feed for his show. He, he, you know, I feel like he, he at least expected that, and then it was you're not allowed to do any content. Nobody talk about this guy, and now all of a sudden he's welcome on every show. I just very surprised. He's not to me. welcome on every show, Kirk. I don't a, know. <laughs> still status quo. Kirk's not allowed
0: to go on Jared's show. Jared's not, go, not allowed to go on his show, and they just got him to call up. Uh, I I thought it was funny. I was listening to it. I was sort of half to I was in the middle of something, and I didn't realize who it was till about halfway through. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, in the back channels, you know, Kirk might get a message, "Hey, that's fine, whatever he called up, but let's not do this again," uh, because it is a you know direct competitor.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and in, I think the old Kirkmanahan, um, or at least the one that it was not so friendly with Barstool, would bring that right onto the show, or at least you'd mm. hope, right? As a fan, you hope that email's getting read, or whoever message, you know, I hope it would, maybe somebody sent Dave Cullen in the email said, "Hey, just so you guys know this." That that I hope that email gets read on the air, and I hope someone gets torched for it. You know, that that's what you'd hope as a fan. Mm. It was quite a funny call. The way they were talking
0: about like the, the throwing out of the pitch and how that got more attention than Kirk solving a murder, and how you know Bastel people are obsessed with you know their rankings within the Bastel world. You know, it was quite a funny conversation. Uh, but, you know, Carabas is an asshole. I'm glad he's been banished. Um,
1: he, listen, he was he was being an asshole, but he they, that's some fair points there. He he did have some fair points where. His first pitch was definitely bigger than anything that uh, I saw for the murder or, and, and, and he's definitely right about it. The people of Barstool, the people of Barstool, that's all it is now. That is the entire company. Look at Clemmer. Look at all, It's what can I do for myself and make Dave Portnoy or Big Cat or one of the high ranking people that like me. And that's all it is. I feel like that's what all these people do, whether it's a game show, whether it's only fans it's, it's very, you know, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Barstool. I don't, don't please. You don't think I'm not. I just feel like a lot of the new hires, that is pretty much what it is. And I feel like a lot of people can just read through that. Like where nobody sets themselves up to be different or um, be unique in any way. I feel like it's how can I jump on to somebody with a big name and be a sidekick and grow from there and, you know, take their following with me.
0: Yeah. Do what Chris Clem is doing or something, for example. Yeah. Sorry. That was a little rant. Sorry. No, no. It was a good one. I like it. All right. So, um. So you and I were both accused of reacting badly to Steve Snell's appearance on the main show. Yeah. KMS Reloaded guy. Um, you put out a pretty pathetic video. I put out a video that I thought was better, uh, and, and mine my, my reaction was more around the blocking than Steve Snell's appearance on the main show. I mean, what annoyed me more than anything was Kirk pretending that Snell was okay on the main show. Um,
1: but, yeah, well, Take us into the mind of Mick. Okay, so I'm listening live um, and I you know I, I will usually will tweet when I'm listening live whether something they're talking about whether it's something anything you know I just kind of like to get my opinion out there and usually a lot, a lot of other men of fans who I follow like Montante or somebody's listening or yourself or whatever. Um, mm. so I just tweeted I think something along the lines of like who the hell is this guy or what what it, what's going on here with this guest like I didn't know exactly who it was. I think I jumped in about 10 minutes late on the show and i was like what what are we doing here and all i said was i you know i think i just said this guy is not for me seems like a nice guy not for me i think my tweet was and that was really it I, I I mean, I didn't have some strong reaction to the guy. I didn't say he sucked or anything I think he does I think he definitely was terrible on the show. Uh, I thought everything he was doing felt forced. Uh, I felt like he was just going for a laugh in everything every single way and, and no matter what it was what, what any topic he just wanted to appeal Kirk is what it felt like where it's like, man I did mean, give your opinion on something you know like have a, have an actual take I felt like and I feel like with him. I don't know. I, I, with that guy, th- there's just something off with that guy. I, I have a good radar with these type of things. I sniffed out Clemmer from the very beginning. I was one of the people saying, I don't know about this guy on the show. I I, I thought, and I didn't like Clemmer on the show. You did. Um, yep. But I also didn't like Clemmer just as a person. I thought from the very beginning, my biggest issue was the way he treated Justin on that one time. I'm like, anybody who's going to talk to somebody like that has bigger issues in their life. I feel like this guy might have something else going on, and I feel like he – I feel like Kirk and Dave he's are – fucking crazy. nutcase, Mick. Like, yeah, he's but he's,
0: he's not a bad guy, but like, – I feel I, like I, he's sorry.
1: dangerous, though. He's dangerous yeah. for the show. He's yeah. dangerous. I mean, I'm worried that Kirk's going to get murdered. Yeah,
0: physically, uh, I put yeah. I my theory that the last yeah. KMS show will be, you know, Snell murdering everybody in studio and him just recording it an hour and a half solo and putting it to air. I mean, let me just rephrase this. Because I think in the KMS world, we do have to take into account people's mental health. And I guess I'm, I, I'm concerned about Steve's mental health, Steve Snell's mental health. And I just want to make that clear that, you know, we'll be joking around and stuff. But, but I hope, you know, he gets the treatment he needs because he's a whack job.
1: Yes. And I, I don't think anybody actually wishes anything bad happens to the guy. But I'm going to judge him on being a character in the KMS world. Until I know otherwise, until, you know, mm. until, you know what I mean? So from what I what I'm gathering with this guy, it feels like you reached out to Dave Cullen for help or was it, you know, he, or, you know what I mean? Like I, I just this whole thing feels like a uh, maybe a play, maybe some sort of way to get your name involved with the world. And, you know, it doesn't seem like he's very involved with a lot of the things in the show where he was making references from a long time ago. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not accusing him of not being a Minifan or not listening to the show, but I just don't. It, it's just he just seems something's off with him. Something's just off with that guy. I know he lives with his parents, and he had the bad breakup, and you know, fine, whatever. Who knows? Have if you that's seen his show though? Yeah. And again, it, people are all impressed with it, and people love. It. You know, Kirk's got batting his eyelashes at it because he's got a 4K camera, and it's he's in the woods. Yeah, it's a little weird. He said, it, "I just don't really know." what the guy's angle is. Like, I, I just don't know what he wants. Does he want Justin's job? Does he want to be in the, in the chair with Mike's in? Like what, what's his angle? He wants a job. I mean, he shows no good, but it's actually better when
0: you don't watch the video, when you just listen to it, because you don't see all the jump cuts, but um, how could could be considering like giving him a job is just incredible. Like, that's what I don't understand. That's what was making me so frustrated. I know it was part of the show and, you know, some of it's a bit, but say for example, you, you know, who, who's, you know, done shows on the network, who lives near Boston, who's who's very competent with doing things like making clips and making content. You're a genuine Minna fan. You, you go to live shows, people like you and, you know, why isn't Kirk, you know, looking at you as someone to work there? And this fucking, you know, freak comes along out of nowhere, and he sort of rolls out the red carpet and brings him in, and you know, starts to bat his eyelids at him. I think pretty quickly, Kirk sort of knew after that show that he should back off a bit, but still, it it, it blew my mind.
1: Yeah, and I think to your initial question, why not some somebody like myself? I I do I do feel like. Um... He has trust issues with younger people, I think, working for him. I, I, I think with the way that Justin fell out, I think that, you know, I remember one of his biggest things with these guys, when, when Justin was going through the thing and with Harrison as well, um, it was these goddamn fucking millennials. It was, you know, it was that sort of take where it's like, I feel like, you know, I, I, I don't know what this guy, how old, I don't even know, how old did he say? He was late 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, you know, I feel like, I guess in Kirk's eyes, it's a little more professional. Um, but there's nothing professional about the guy. He's, he's a complete lunatic. And I, you know, I, I, I do think that Kirk probably realized after about an hour in that, okay, this guy is more than just like, I, I feel like people can go on the show and be bad on the show, but also be in on it where I feel like this guy was just me, me, me the entire time. And I don't think that was a bit at all. I think that was his actual, like how he is.
0: Yeah, he's definitely not all there. I mean, how how are you feeling towards Kirk at the moment?
1: I you know I when he, t- he definitely took a cheap shot on me there on Twitter. I I still not sure why I deserved that one. I, I said that Steve Snell was bad. I I said what I meant in that video where I had offered to when 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 Justin um initially quit. Uh, what probably a month ago, if yep. that even yeah. I sent Dave an email. I, I didn't send Kirk an email. God, I don't have, I don't talk to him, but I sent Dave an email and just said, Hey, um, you know, I have enough time right now where I could definitely work at least part-time, um, on or off the air, either or. And I've offered to edit people's YouTube content. I've offered to do other stuff on the network. Fine. Uh, if you need it, you don't, which is, I'm not, I don't really have an issue with not uh you know, it's his show. he can he can hire whoever he wants. He can bring in whoever he wants. He knows what he's doing. Uh, um, but I do think that if if he were to bring somebody like Steve Snellen, I think it would be a mistake. And I think that was a lot of the people's frustration listening to that show, where it was like, is this like an act, or is he actually like this guy, and he's he, is he gonna hire him? because if you're if what you're saying is true, where it's like this guy was getting ready to leave and uh, basically move to Boston again and be like, yeah, i'm I'm gonna work here. And, I, you know, I don't know. I I just if he is the next guy in, I will be very uh, surprised and I don't think it'll end well. So I guess that was my biggest frustration. But again, one of the other things that he kind of alluded to, I guess, in his suite was me using the show. And that to me is just you couldn't be more wrong. Um, Again, I've offered to let me let me just jump in here, though. I mean,
0: devil's advocate. I mean, you didn't you didn't do you didn't you didn't make it hard for him because you jumped on, you know, his network and announced your true crime podcast. So of course he's going to think that you're trying.
1: I had that plan from the beginning. We talked about it before on BAP. We found the sound. We did all that. Yeah. Did I officially announce the date of it on the show? Yeah. But I also had been doing it for a little while. Like, I mean, and again, this is my whole point. You want to accuse me of, you know, people can shit on the show. People can shit on me. People can all of it. It just comes with it. When you do a podcast, especially in this type of, you know, wacky fan base world, you're going to get it. My thing is like when he says something where it's like, oh, you're just trying to use the show to, for your own advantage. What is the, what, you know, what is that about? I mean, how, how, because I tweet Max Hama, my golf swing. Like I, I just feel like it's very sensitive and it, it feels like somebody who has an issue with, I guess, just like, anybody who wants to promote anything, you know, his biggest issue with me from the beginning was K- uh, the K Marco stuff that I tagged K Marco in a blog that I wrote fucking four years ago, uh, you know, fine. But do you really think like I would pass that opportunity to work for somebody like Kirk Minahan show and Kirk to, for fucking any of these idiots? No, it's like, I like your show. I, I genuinely think it's a great show, but I just think he actually has like issues and he has like these vendettas against certain things, right? I just don't really get it.
0: Yeah. I think part of what you're saying is true that there's a a double standard. So someone like Chris Clemmer can come in and do what he did. And although he's been banished now, Kirk did advise, you know, offer him up to Barstool Idol and say to Dave to hire him. So behind the scenes, Kirk was supportive. And then on the other hand, he, you know, tweets that out about you who all you've done is probably tried to use Kirk to get a few listens to your new true crime podcast. Yeah, but I have not at all matters. Like, I don't – Do you see how people. it comes across, like, the big, big. – Yeah, no, I don't. So, because... no, but let me just finish. So go ahead, go ahead. I do a true crime podcast. I've tried to keep it 100% separate, all right? You can't keep it totally separate, but I would never go onto the network and announce, oh, season blah, blah is coming out of this show or anything. A few minifans I sent the show to said you might like this, literally five or six or eight minifans. And a few have mentioned it on their shows, but I haven't, you know, ever, you know, incorporated at all into any Minifan content. So when you did that, you made a mistake and you left yourself open.
1: I disagree. I, I, you know, I'm, you may have left like a, something for people to critique, but I also, your show is called Minifandom. You are a Kirk Minahan show wrap, uh, maybe part of the show, extension of the show, is what you like to call That's right, it. Yeah, absolutely, um, full show of the week. But some some sort of wrap up show, or um, somewhere in between that. We have never claimed to be that. Uh, we started uh, talking about KMS more once we got on the network. It was the Beyond Average podcast. It was what it, you know, we we didn't really change much of it other than we talked about the Kirk Minahan show more because we felt like we had to because we were on the network. I felt like that was the right thing to do. And m- most of the time we led the episode with it so people could get to it right away. Hey, let's talk about the KMS world, whether it was content, other Minifans fighting with you, Montante, whoever. I-, I just don't know where this like... I'm trying to promote my own show. No, again, I'm not going to make any money off this. Nothing that's crazy is going to happen. It's just a fantasy idea that I had. And I thought it was a cool story. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not, but like I, that doesn't mean I don't actually care about the Kirk Minahan show and just Minifans fans as a whole. And, you know, actually, I guess more than anything, like I would never try to use the show. I guess my end goal would be working for the show. Yeah, of course I would like to work for the show. Is it some luxurious job? Is it any, are you going to get some tons of money? No, but it, like I said, with Steve, I think it's just a really unique job and it's a cool platform. And I, I like the type of, I guess, podcast that Kirkman and Ann does like I, I would want to be a part of something like that. I, I know that's a complete never going to happen type of thing. But my whole thing is like, don't accuse me of trying to use the show. And all I've ever really done is just basically help tried to help the show or tried to basically help the Minifan world. Yeah, I'm an idiot and I say stupid things and people can hate me and not, but like I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to promote my own shit over anything else. I'm just trying to tell you how
0: it can come across, how it can be perceived when you do things like, you know, big announcement in the title, and then it's you announcing a true crime podcast on the Kirk Minahan Network. Uh, but I know you better. So I know that was just a rookie error. It yeah. was a mistake, it was an innocent mistake. You know, you weren't you weren't trying to grab Kirk's audience. Um did you did you ever pitch your show to Kirk?
1: No. No, I said it on our show, um, which I'm sure he didn't listen to, but I I said I was like, if they will allow it on the Kirkmanahan YouTube network, then we'll definitely put it up there. You mm-hmm. know, I would. Don't,
0: don't you think you should have though? Like, if you really want to work for the show, don't you think you could have like said to? Dave, I'm nervous hey, how good it's
1: gonna be. Honestly, I don't. I don't know how good it's gonna be. Like, this is mean- a, kind of a blind stab in the dark for me. Um, I I don't. I'm not it's, exactly it's a blind sure.
0: stab in the dark. I think.
1: Yeah. I you know, know what me. I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm an idiot, but yeah, it, it's just like, uh, it's something completely new for me and the podcasting in general is completely new for me. Well, I've only been doing it for like a year and a half, uh, a few years, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, uh, with this, this kind of thing, like I I didn't want to, I didn't want to hack it up. That's why I, I, I said it was going to be a while. That's why I'm taking my time with it. That's why I, you know what I mean? I, but I still don't know how good it's going to be. And I wouldn't be like, Hey, hire me because of this, because I don't know if the, this is that good yet. You know what I mean? I more mean like
0: you know th- put it a put it to him as something he might want to work on with you or might want to be part of the case or something. Um, yeah, I just would think about it. Got any other gripes with
1: Kirk? Yeah, you know, I, I just you know I, I feel like that it was I was I was actually I was stunned by that. I know it was probably tongue in cheek, but I also feel like that he probably doesn't actually feel that way about me, or at least from what he knows about me, He probably just thinks I'm somebody trying to use his show. And that to me is kind of disappointing. I'm like, you no, I, I really, I would hope that you would not know. Like, and that's where Dave, where it's like, I, I feel like we're Dave Cullinane. um, You know, when he talked about, I guess, uh, on the show the other day, Dave did his little weasel laugh where he's like one of the guys from the YouTube channel did the video and Dave did his, it's like, well, listen, at some point Dave Cullinan, you could step up and say, Whoa, well, that guy has also offered to, edit people's shit for free He's awful anytime you need help with anything please you know what I mean so it's just I, I don't know I, I don't like I just don't like being accused of trying to use the Minahan world for my own advantage that that bugs me and it, that's bugged me from the start with you that's very, that's something that actually bugs me because I've tried to rekindle our relationship with the Minifans. fans i've tried to be supportive i've tried to go on other people's shows i've tried to you know listen to other people's shows retweeting all that like i, I you know i want to I, I just like the, this world and i do do i want to get paid do i want to become the next fucking joe rogan yeah of course just like anybody but like i i'm not i'm not going to go out of my way to just have this elaborate plan to use the Minahan world to get to dave portnoy and go to miami like click you know chris klemmer no I, that's not me I mean, you would go to Miami fast, of course. So Most would you? Would. So would you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't. oh but- get out of you. Your whole family would be on the next flight.
0: <laughs> the the men's family to That's Miami. Right. That's right. Yeah, me, Clem and Do uh, and Portnoy. <laughs> I don't look good in swimmers, as you can imagine. Oh. Um, I, I, one thing I do think does um affect kirk is his very poor knowledge of technical stuff around production so you know Carl really wants someone who can actually you know work with programs that makes video and audio and and stuff and do it well whereas kirk doesn't understand that you need some experience in that you can't just say he is adobe premiere pro make me videos it's not quite that easy
1: Right. And, and the whole YouTube thing, I feel like is, is another part of this where it's like, we're going to go live on YouTube. I feel like they're trying to build towards what the yak has done and other um, successful, I guess, YouTube podcasts. And because they go live every day, you know, that that's was the formula for the yak forever. Go live every day on YouTube, try to get the fan base interactive and keep growing it, growing it, growing it. I, I don't, my whole thing is, is like with Kirk, he's done a complete flip flop where it's like for a while he didn't care about promotion he doesn't care how it looks, the show. He doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about the clips, he doesn't whatever. But now it's he's, you know, begging for followers on Twitter and he's asking for, you know, it, people to, you know, it's just it just doesn't make it's weird to me because for a while it it was I don't care what people think. I'm not trying to grow the show. I don't care how many listeners it gets. It is what it is. But to me, it seems like he's in more of like a i don't know he has more motivation to grow his audience right now and try to make the show bigger I don't know if I'm wrong that that's kind of the feel I've gotten after all this yeah I, I do think the live and
0: YouTube stuff has come from when I suggested that in studio when I was over there he asked how you would improve the show and i said more live YouTube stuff so i think he took my direction and then i think more seriously <laughs> it's been i think bastel is pushing the live on YouTube yeah, as well of um do, do you do you like the live aspect?
1: I love it, yeah. I, I actually really enjoy it. Um, I don't think it makes the show any different. I, I think, uh, he, you know, I'm sure in his back of his mind, there is, you know, you have to have that one last filter because, it's you know, obviously with his others that shit, it's edited or you can edit anything out. But I, I think Kirk is a professional enough. He's done live radio forever. Like, he he's just that good where it doesn't really affect him at this point. And I like that people can call in and can tweet, you know, live, live tweeting. The show is, I guess more of the, I guess the fun aspect for me, the comments and the, are kind of boring to me. I don't, I, you know, a lot of the comments are just spamming people or people kind of get their opinion up what they like or hate somebody. Um, I, I guess, I don't know, I just like the, the being able to interact live with the Minifans during the show is fun. When they do a Friday show on YouTube,
0: that's perfect for me. Cause it's 11 PM, my Friday oh, night. So right. it's, great way to end the week it's a dream for me uh, all right next question what do you think the future is for Greg Polar on KMS because Kirk is starting to take jabs at him he's starting to rip him he's mm. starting to do things that might push him away I mean Kirk's, Kirk can push people away better than anybody I've met do you think he'll be
1: back so, Greg's an interesting person because I feel like he is one of the guests that doesn't necessarily need this in his life, whereas, like, or he's trying to strive for this type of career or anything. I think he just genuinely like enjoyed the show and just wants, like, Blind Mike mm. has his podcast. Chris Clemmer wanted to go to Barstool. Um, other people have been on there, other guests that are usually just have some sort of podcast going or something. I feel like Greg has something completely different and he's in a whole nother world with Hollywood and writing and stuff like that. And I know he's doing his Sweden. He he lives in Sweden right now. Or is that where he is Sweden or Switzerland, Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Sweden. Yeah. So I just feel like I, I I think his time and his appearances are always going to be limited with KMS. So I I don't think he's ever going to burn the bridge completely because I actually think he's a fan of the show. Um, But I do think if push came to shove, where the minute his boss or somebody asked about like, Hey, did you go on this podcast and something they talk about this or something? He would be like, you know, well, okay, I can't go on, you know, I feel like he wouldn't like put it over his career or anything like that, which he, you know, respectfully shouldn't.
0: Yeah. Kirk saying that KMS reloaded guy was better than Greg on the show. Ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous.
0: It's farcical. Um, I, I think Greg's got a pretty thick skin and I think he can take all this. Um, but the minifans are pretty intense. It, it it you know it comes down to those little things. Like every time we tweet something, he's going to get replies from minifans and stuff.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but that yeah. I feel like that. I feel, do you think that bothers him the most, or do you think it's the stuff that Kirk says on the air in front of? you know, X amount of people listening. You know what I mean? Like, do you think, do you think it's the stupid people on Twitter that are just annoying? Yep. Or do you yeah. Think I also it's more... think
0: Greg's embarrassed about all the sex he had with Amy growing up. <laughs> so when the Minna fans bring it up, he gets yeah. upset.
1: Uh, but it's there, there's something of like him being drunk. He, he didn't like the, the, him being known as like a drunk in the Kirk Minahan. Like, do you think maybe he has a drinking problem?
0: No, I wouldn't be surprised if a Minna fan spiked his drink with something. Really, I could. Oh, absolutely! I think if they were giving him shots and stuff at the VIP, I can imagine someone slipping a, something in there and thinking it'd be really funny. Wouldn't it be funny to, you know, you know, roofie, uh Amy Poehler's brother's drink? You know, because there's certain men of fans that are just so dumb that they would get off on that.
1: There was reports of you doing that at JJ Foley's. Can you confirm or deny? What? spiking drinks. I didn't say it. I just said there was reports of it. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just asking. It, the question. It wouldn't have worked before
0: the show. Mick, I was trying to do it after the show when I had a clear run with mm-hmm. the men and ladies. Don't be silly.
1: I gotcha. Uh, got what you. am I going to do? Mistake. I missed miss the show. Well, I just uh, hate
0: don't shoot the messenger. Leave Lauren like passed out in bed somewhere. Never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of any, what would be any other notes you want to bring up from the show?
1: Um, let me think uh, the, I, I, can we talk about the quick quickly about the Justin departure? I know it's old news. Ooh, yeah. I just want to get your, cause I haven't Please. seen since then. Yeah.
0: And also he did um, appear on the show this week. So they called him about his soap making. He was very, yeah. very coy. I think he doesn't want to be part of the world anymore. I don't think he wanted to be on that phone call at all. I think him acting
1: like that was basically
0: saying, look, can you just leave me alone?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm very stunned by it because I. I'm a big fan of Justin's. Um, just you know, I'm sure the incompetence aspect of him is was always going to be funny for the fans and something for them to make fun of. But he also, I think, was devoted and was probably pretty good at what he was asked to do technically you know not not like being relied upon and and stuff like that but i feel like he could do good clips he was always on top of it uh, dave always gets accused of you know not using the show account i feel like justin was good with the show account tweets i feel like um you know he was always kind of at least at least for his he would always make sure that there was something up at least every day and especially during the live youtube days when he was there um i don't know yeah I, it just it's very interesting to me because it seems like Somebody I guess the only logical explanation in my eyes would be there must be something maybe going on with him. And he just doesn't want to be a part of the world, kind of like you're saying, because if it is something like, oh, I want to start my own gaming channel. I want to do this. You have a perfect opportunity to do it there. Like, you know, I know Kirk alluded to that and talked about that, but like that it just never made any sense to me. His whole departure never made sense to me. And um, if he is struggling, I do hope he gets the help he needs, you know, and if he doesn't want if he wants to be left alone, then yeah, I hope he gets left alone.
0: Yeah, uh, I've said on this show. I think a couple of things: the mental health factor must be contributing to him taking some time off, and also, I do think the car thing, sleep that all night thing in the car. I have a feeling people in his family saw that and said, "What sort of job is this?" And
1: yeah, and and, he's also like twenty what six now. Yeah, he's not a kid. Yeah, and like it, I feel like personally for himself, like it's probably tough to be, you know. That much. like its uh, He's always going to be the butt of the joke on the show, and Kirk's always going to shit on him. But I feel like deep down, he wanted validation that, like, you're good enough to work for me without being just a complete jackass. And I don't think that he ever was going to get that. And I feel like he realized, like, okay, this is my ceiling, basically, is being this. But, this.
0: but that was Justin's strength. he
1: That's the thing. Yeah, uh, that, that, was that was the con- person, contradiction. Person, no? But wouldn't that kind of bug you personally if you actually. Yeah, but- getting older and you were like, Hey, I want to make a professional out of this. And I want to try to maybe, I feel like he's at a crossroads where he doesn't know if he wants to try to go the professional route quote unquote, where it's like, I want to go apply the right way. I want to send my resume and this, that and the other and do the hours for the internship. Like, I don't know if he wants to do that route or if he wants to just try and jump in and be like a content wise and use that to his advantage. I feel like he's trying to actually use like his set skills, to an advantage where not whether his like uh, his content aspect, you know what I mean? I don't, I feel like he's just putting that aside where it's like, that might've been your biggest strength.
0: Mm. His content was his biggest strength, like doing whatever Kirk said was his biggest strength. And, you know, cause organizationally, you know, he stuffed up the live shows. He wasn't that good making clips. Harrison used to do really good images and stuff. So RIP, Justin, yeah. you know, it's, um. I hope I look, I just hope he's doing okay because, as well, You know, I'd like to see you
1: actually take over that role now. Um, I I would help out part-time. I would do anything the show needs because I am a devoted minifan. You know, you mentioned Dave
0: Cullinane before. I mean, Dave Cullinane should be smart enough to to back certain people, and I think he should be in your corner. You can do audio. You can do video. You're sane. You're semi-reliable, you know,
1: yeah Yeah, semi-talented
0: so you know there's all things there
1: that he could work with listen i i would i would absolutely do it i would tell you that but i also think that you are right and not even just myself there are certain i think um this is the thing though like i this is where it gets a little confusing because i don't think certain people deserve certain treatment necessarily but i also think that if Kirk, who doesn't necessarily have all the information where I feel like calling in with the fans is a little more tied in where it's like, if, if he's dumping on somebody for the wrong thing and Dave knows it's wrong, I feel like Dave is in the wrong for not speaking up, you know, for at least, or at least vocalizing that this person has done this, you know, I mean, not it's nowhere that, near as bad as when Steve was there. Steve well, yeah, was way was, worse at that. Steve yeah.
0: would always twist that you're lucky. It would be way worse um, yeah. if Steve was there, but you're right. Um, maybe after this podcast, I hope Dave listens and he goes into to bat for you, so to speak. And, you know, I think that they really need someone in there to help out and to add to it. So Mick to KMS, Mick hey. to KMS, start the hashtag here Mick on happens. Minifandom, Mick to KMS.
1: Oh, that's gonna go bad. That, the
0: people are gonna eat that up. Mm, so we're gonna um, we we're gonna get into the minifan world segment. Then we've got the listener questions. All then right. we've got what are Red's parents watching in ah. heaven right now, or what are they missing out? And so, uh, but you know, I just want to bring up one big issue from the show, an issue that I think fascinated Dave Carlinane, plagued him so to speak, was Jordan Woodruff was talking about how she orgasmed from tit play and it mm. completely blew color mind. Do you think Jordan could have happened or is she making it up?
1: It could have happened. Um, that doesn't mean she's not making it up because I, I feel like, uh, I feel, I feel like a lot of, that's a new thing for these girls. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that miss necessarily wouldn't be traditional. And I feel like that's what Dave is. He's a very traditional person. He seems like a missionary guy. Um, mm. you know, it's and just the way he's he, Dave's afraid to say that he would sleep with somebody on the show. He just says it like a joke, you know. He he's like, no, I wouldn't do that. And yeah, it's like, it, I think his wife listens to the show. Okay, but does anybody actually think that you know what I mean? He was like, I wouldn't sleep with. I mean, for, for the right, you know what I mean. He would he would try to clarify it. Dave, everybody knows you wouldn't. It's just a joke. Uh, you I know? get
0: where Dave's coming from. If I if my wife listened to the show and I was traveling away to south you know we're we're of a, uh virginia to spend a couple of nights promoting where cupcake is going to be i would be very careful about what jokes i was making
1: do you think dave's wife is worried about dave sleeping with other women dave trying to get, i mean dave would blow any dave in front of i'm just being dead serious dave is the reason why i'm sure he's a nice guy but dave trying to like Dave's the meme of the guy, like, telling a story to the girl at the club who's just, like, looking away. And, like, it, Dave is just a nightmare. Dave's a nightmare when it comes to social skills. I could guarantee you that. I, I can guarantee without even so you knowing. you don't think he's a ladies' man? Come on. It, as much Ooh. as the AMS Reloaded guy is. Come on. Are you out wow. of this now? Guy- yeah, no, 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 no. Dave claiming he's a solid nine, too. I mean... I, I, I we're being objective. When I saw him at the Wilbur, which was a big night for him, he was dressed up. I would say his outfit was good. They looked good. The Milton's outfit was great. I the Did first it? thing I said the the first thing I said to my group of people I was like, "What the hell's wrong with this dude? What's up with his eyes?" People claim that I got the bug eyes in the I thought he was stoned. I was like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" I was, I was like, guy's I can't imagine Dave. I really can't. I can't imagine Dave in front of like a, like a uh, trent- man." You're fucked. I just, I was just trying to butter up Dave for you, I love and you
0: just fucked it.
1: So, what? What do you give him out of ten then? I would give him a like. He's seven? He's much more like cute and lovable than like hot and sexy. You know what I mean? Like he's much more. He uses his idiots to like an appeal. You know what I mean? His idiocracy to an appeal. But I think uh, physically, I think you know, for a guy in his mid late thirties, I bet I'll give him. I'll give him a seven. Okay. Wow. He might oh, he's wow. going to hate that. I mean, he's he's going to eat that up, but yeah,
0: and I'm on team Jordan for this. It could have happened, but I I I think she probably made it up, like everything else she made up. And isn't I hope Cullenane does a full investigation into Kelly Keyes and how she became well-known and debunks that
1: whole myth. That will be impressive. That'll be more impressive than solving the murder. Uh, him finding out whether Kelly Keyes was on that flight or not or whether that breakup was real. Mm.
0: All right, let's get on to the Minifan World segment where we talk about all the shows surrounding well, KMS. Uh, give us an update. What's happening with Beyond Average Podcast?
1: You know, it, it's, um, I got a lot of stuff going on just in my own life, and I don't want to make this too personal, mm-hmm. but, um, just about a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. Um, oh, what's and, wrong?
0: What's wrong? Do I, you have, a, do you have no. a girlfriend? Well, that too. I also, or a boyfriend,
1: do that. either or nothing's wrong with that. Nothing, exactly. nothing would be wrong with that. Um, but that, that and also have had, like, Christian Christian was sick for a while. I, I got sick. Um, I, hope,
0: I hope he's really sick. Is it terminal? <laughs>
1: yes, it is. It is indeed. Um is a lot he of going. Is he part. going k now? Yeah, no. He's he's at a wedding right now. He's just speaking of it. We also, uh, we have separate, we have completely opposite schedules. It's just tough right now. And also, I needed a break from it. I'll give you that right now. I just kind of needed a break from it. I, I was... Over the winter, I really felt like I hit hard and trying to balance stuff with other things. I was like, you know what? Rather than rather than tell people I'm going to do it every single week, I'm just going to do it when I can do it until I have a little more time on my hands. Until I'm done with this Vegas project. Until you know I'm done with all these weddings and this traveling. I've literally had wedding bachelor party for the last like six weeks. You know, back by it's just like tough. I don't know. I've done a lot of shit. So is Christian. Mm. So I don't know. No excuses. I definitely have had the time if I wanted to do it. Um, just you know, have uh, felt more unmotivated and really haven't felt like I could produce something. Yeah,
0: funny. Funny. seems to – the show seemed to coincide with when you've got announcements and stuff. But anyway, I guess. Here we um, go. Yeah. Thanks for that update. So the the next uh, bit of Minifan World content I've been consuming has been KMS Reloaded. Have you ever watched any or listened to
1: uh, not, I've never listened to start to finish, but I've listened to bits and pieces of every single one. And usually right when it get, gets on their premieres, whenever, when he first puts it up, whenever I first see it. Cause I, the first time around, it was actually like somewhat unique because I was like, what is this guy about? And then like listening to him say, it's the best content ever. And it's, you know, I have I'm more impressive than anything, any minifans done and all that. It's like, yeah, he sat with a camera in front of you and just kind of mumbled on about the show. Yeah. Better I, than it used to be is way better than that. mens yeah, Live he, was way better. All I, the I, boards way better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I I I definitely History Buffs was way better. I definitely and, think that he has a Full cool Dead film. show was way better. It just um, seems I, I would say anything but beyond average was better. I would in my VAP's No 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 no, no you're right. No, um no,
0: the 90 Day Fiance show was better. Um like you just start naming them. Like, okay, so Episode six. So now let's get into the madness of Steve Snell. So I have been – I've listened to every KMS Reloaded, and I've got a YouTube subscription so you don't have to have it open. So as I've said, listening to the audio of it is actually a lot better because you don't see all the crazy jump cuts which put you off. Fair. So he starts the latest show. Now, Mick, 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 do you – I didn't – I don't know if you would have seen this coming, but – if you were doing a wrap up show for KMS and you were listening to KMS three times to get it down properly, and then you were driving three hours to film it in a wood and you were driving back for three hours. So, you know, that's six hours of driving. You got to listen to the show three times. Then you got to cut up the show and, you know,
1: release it in 4k. Do you think that's like a viable model going forward? no and everything he's saying he's he's also like lying about this like 15 hour work it probably takes 15 hours in the, in the
0: latest show Steve Snell goes you know what I don't think I can keep doing it this way I don't think I can keep spending 15 hours a day on this wrap-up show. I need to restructure it. So now he's going to do it. It's going to be under 10 minutes. It's going to be filmed closer to home. I don't know if he's going to listen to KMS three times. I like to listen to each show twice every week to get him, you know, once sort of let it sink in and enjoy it. Second time I might think about topics I want to bring up in this show. But, I mean, that was his latest show. He's like, oh, so I have to restructure. So now we're going to get it sub 10-minute wrap-up shows. I mean, pathetic. He's, unbel- you know, I'm sorry, but what a fucking pathetic loser. Six shows in and he's jumping out, he's bailing. Look at Fandom, look at Men as Live. I've done 500 shows on this network and I'm still going. I mean, this guy is nothing. He's nothing but a little pussy, all talk, oh. fucking load wow. of shit. He's not talentless hack and after six shows he's giving up. Just another pathetic loser that tried to use Kirk to get a job and as soon as he's turned his back on, him a little bit he's fucking running away i mean it's it's disgraceful i mean pathetic never has anyone burned so bright and gone away so quickly i mean i hope he's going to be living with
1: his parents now until his deathbed and you support all kms content all minifan content right did you support it all you support it all Yes, 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 I do. Okay. Oh, I
0: was, you know what I didn't bring I up then? So, it. Okay, so what happened to the Minifan blog? So this is the other thing. Clemmer gets a job at Barstool. We a week talk. later, you out of nowhere started Minifan
1: blog. So we of course, talk. Kirk's going to think, oh, it's, he's trying to get a job with Barstool. Trying to – no, morons. Okay, again, you guys just are such morons. Kirk said, why doesn't anybody do a blog? Why couldn't he do that here? Why didn't he do any of these guys here? So I said, well, let's start the Minifan blog. I feel like that would be good. Again, going back to what I just said about BAP and why that's been on a break. I just haven't felt great about like all that stuff. I haven't been good. haven't really felt great about content wise. I just kind of needed a break from it all. And that doesn't mean I haven't been tuned in. That doesn't mean I haven't been listening every day. I,
0: Steve Snell. You started the blog and then you took a break straight away. You did one blog and then you took a break. I also,
1: I also if you remember, you and Snell I,
0: should start a show together.
1: I, yeah. But here's the thing. If you remember, I said I want to just write maybe once or twice a week. My goal was to get a bunch of people. You're not even doing that? I didn't say, did say I was, you crazy person. I said that was what I wanted to do. But I also wanted other people. So I'm not just trying to solo ship this, anything. I'd give anybody the password. I would let anybody write on it. I'm not – I just would – my whole thing was – Kirk was saying, well, why couldn't we do a blog here? Why couldn't he do that? Well, it's like, yeah, well, well let's do that. If the people who create content and want to write, I had a couple of people reach out and say that they would want to write. So please don't think I'm just the only one that just is outputting ideas. People want to do it, too.
0: <laughs> I mean, you started it and then you just, just gave up after one yeah, blog. I mean, you know. how hard is it to just do one a week? I mean, to no, something out. I struggle, I
1: struggle. with the English language manners. I've, str- okay. you know, I'm not a great writer. You know, I'm, I, I struggle. I struggle <laughs> with it. I definitely uh, can do it. I've just been lazy. I mean, if you want the real answer, I've been fucking lazy. That's the real so, answer. So, so my thing is, uh, so I think that's a bad look.
0: You know, I've got to say, it's just. I mean, if you're thinking about your brand and your career, don't say you're going to do something and then not do it. Like if you're okay. going to start a blog, okay. then actually okay. do it.
1: Okay, yeah. I thank you. Thanks, Gary V. Thanks, for those okay. no things, I'll give you that. All um, right. no, no okay. Thanks. I want. If I want advice on opening a cafe, I'll call you. But I'm sorry, but thank you. I'll I'll stick my career, my short lived career that it very now is plateaued completely, and I do not have a future at all. But I'm with you. I'm gonna pretend like I have this elaborate plan that I'm gonna take off someday. That's it. That's
0: it bad for your brand to do something like that because wow. my thing was when that came out that to me was the clamor effect that my concern is that other people and let's just move this away from you just generally other okay. people are going to see clamor at barstool and look at how we got there and then zero in on kms and that's the show where he may be in through the back door and you know, is Snell doing that? You know, is Snell a closet part of my take devotee or another spitting chicklets fan like Dave? And he's just on, oh, Klamer got to Barstool through Kirk. So I'm going to do that. So when you did the blog to me, that's how it looked. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to retread. You've said before that it's not what you're trying to do, even though perception is going to
1: be different for people. That's Uh, fair. That's the way the blog looked. Right. And I if I was if I thought that I could write great blogs and I thought people would like them, I would put more out, but I just don't think I'm that great at it. Mm. Also So why did you announce it then? Because I announce everything that I do for it calls oh, it. like so I'm in hope in hopes on. that someone would say, Oh, I'll write more. Oh yeah, I'll do it. And three or four different people reached out, but they never really followed up. Great. Well done. Good work. Yeah. Yeah, they're, you know they're really gonna give you a job. Yeah, know, really give you do do a job you do do on the main show with that sort of is that what you need? Do you need one every single day? Do you I'll write every day for you. One a week, what what a week it, would be great. All right, I fine. I would read it once a week. I would rate it once a week. I'll commit to one. I'll commit to writing one blog at least a week on strictly the Kirk Minahan world and related. Yeah, it doesn't have to be long. Two hundred words. Uh, you know, okay,
0: it's going to be my blog. All right, it's going to. It's going to be my. I'm blog. trying to give you. I'm trying to help you. You all need right. it. Can and and then I think things? I actually think you were really pissed off at me when I tweeted that out. Like what, I thought you, that? at the time when I tweeted out something about you doing a clamor with the blog. I
1: noticed you were actually genuinely pissed off. Again, what is what is the common theme with all of this? My sensitivity is I don't like people thinking I'm trying to exploit this for my own benefit. I ju- I just am not. J- I, it goes back to your original gripes with Beyond Average. It goes back to it all. I, again, is it the Clemmer effect or is it just that I'm an idiot where I'm like, yeah, let's, I want to start a blog. Kirk said, why don't we have a blog? Why doesn't someone do that? Let's do it. The, I feel like as somebody who is at least producing content on the network, yeah, it'd be a good idea. Let's do a blog. It's not my blog. I'm not the only writer. I, it was called the Minifan blog. It wasn't Beyond Average. Failed M- blog. Let's yeah, failed blog. Oh, hey, hey it's, it's coming back to life. It's going to get a resurrection here.
0: All right. Thanks, Clemmer. I mean, me. Um, All <laughs> right. So there was um, no other Minifan world content that I can f- consumed this week. Montante has been pretty quiet. I didn't see if um, – uh, I don't even know. Um, James in Plymouth and Sigmund Freudahan put out another show. So. Uh, all I've consumed is KMS reloaded, so let's get into the Can I ask listen- one thing
1: about yes. the um, kind yeah, of content. Right. Time. What's up with uh, visionless Dave? I feel like you and visionless Dave have a are you falling out now. Are you guys still where are you at with VD? Because I, I can't get a read on him, he won't speak to me. I don't know what I if I said something. I've DM'd him, I've tweeted him, I've everything. I, I, I and he might just dislike me, which is fine, but I just don't. He's gone completely silent with me, I don't know what's hmm. going on. He's very, very
0: unstable. He's very, very toxic. He's very, very uh, acerbic, I would say. Um, He can be, yeah, he just, he's great. He's great on football and some Mm -hmm. people like him and whatever. I don't dislike him. Uh, I'm just sort of taking, I'm on a timeout. Um, He's one of those people that, he sort of he keeps quiet and then he just waves his arms around for attention. You know he'll go on and just tweet as many horrible things as he can just to get a response from someone. And then he goes, "Oh, it's just a joke. Oh, I'm just joking." You know, you know, doxing Dave, we call him in the Wow.
1: Green I room didn't here. know that you guys. Okay, wow. See, I can never tell how serious these feuds are, whether it's joking. But you, you get so you actually don't like VD. He's, he's blocked at you. the moment. He's he's blocked. For okay. me, I've never the only dislike I had for him was him bringing up the K. Marco thing, which again was fair as a minifan journalist, as one of the claimed minifan journalists. That was a fair thing to bring up at the time, but since then we were good. But I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I like VD, um, or at least from what I, from how he's treated me, from what I know of him. Um, but it sounds like yeah, it it sounds like you and him have a little bit of a, a rough patch to you know fix here. I feel like the is it fixable? Can we sit you guys down?
0: I don't know. Him and I have a very intense relationship, so we'll see what the future brings. He's he's very unstable too. So you know, he has a good week then he has a bad week. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm in for the roller coaster ride with Dave. All right. all right, all right. Let's get into listener questions. Unless you had anything else you wanted to bring up before no. we get into the no, that
1: was it real quick. segment
0: in podcasting please. history. The Minifandom Listen to Question segment. Oh, actually, before we get into that, we've got two reviews. I thank oh. you. We've got two five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Nice. This one is from Zach. It is called Dave Cullinane Ravages My Butthole. Mm. Once a week, Dave Cullinane makes me dress as a beluga whale and meet him in the third stall of the second floor bathroom at the New England aquarium so he can thrash my innocent little brown eye to the point I need to use hemorrhoid cushions to drive home. Well, lovely I mean, review, Zach, and a lovely story. Wow. Wow, Zach. And then the next review is from one Mike Montante. Oh, Exceptional. And for those who, listen, who listened to the last show, the, the entirety of it, unlike my guest, Montante uh, made it clear that he doesn't listen to Every Minute Fandom and that he left a one-star review previously. But he's now left for five stars and wow. he's written – Changing my tune from an originally bitter review. Menas encapsulates the Miniverse perfectly and is a must-listen week in, week out. I love him. Well, thank you, Montante. We love my All right, Mike. let's get into the listen of questions. Ted Sarandis, If asked, would you join Steve Snell to save the YouTube network? Mick, would you join Snell?
1: I think YouTube would do a good show. I would do a show with him, but I wouldn't do like a show every single week with it. Like I would go on his show or he could come on. Like I, I, I'm I, not doing a weekly thing with him or anything like that. I would appear on one of his shows or something like that just for the because the, I would like to ask. I would like to ask him some questions mm. like just about some unrelated things about the benefit. You know, I'd like to see his views on the world. And I don't know that guy. See, I'm telling you. You said unstable, toxic. You mentioned those words. There's something just. I'm. I'm glad this is recorded and on the record because this is forever. This is in the universe now. I'm just don't think it's going to end well with Mr. KMS Reloaded. I agree. I would not join Snell, but I w- I'm happy to help in any way
0: to help the network. And would you go on a show? Would you appear on? No, show? I, w- I was actually thinking of asking him on here tonight. You should. Yeah, you should. So I wasn't up for the madness tonight. I wanted to catch up with you, but I definitely wouldn't mind. Sorry. I wouldn't mind getting him on Minifandom in the future so I'll reach out to him uh Ted Sarandis next question what we'll happened to Mick's blog we answered that next question will Nick Kyrgios ever win a major oh. so I saw you tweeting about Kyrgios you're a bit yeah. of a tennis fan you like him do you think he'll win a major
1: okay so I'm I would say I'm a very, very casual tennis fan. I'll watch the majors and I'll watch usually just like the semifinals, you know, the, the last like three or four rounds of it. Not, you know, I'm not watching the early stuff. This curios kid, or I, I, I've never really watched somebody more entertaining during tennis. I love the fact that he's a madman. He screams at his corner or his little press box. His, his family sits right there and he screams at his girlfriend. He's always, he's you know, he's just in a, in a sport that is so cringeworthy, just, you know hold the applause you can't make any fucking noise like it's it's just embarrassing how much they treat it, it's worse than golf it really is it's worse than golf you can't you have no fun at all and this kid is at least emotionally showing he's showing he, he literally is like a competitor and yeah it might not be like the right way to act but at least he's real about it like you don't mm-hmm. you think all these guys who like have to shake hands after and, and d- don't slam their racket and then they start screaming in the locker room right after it's like no at least he's just what it all out, and not trying to, you know, hide something. I, I, I kind of just think that was very entertaining. And will he ever win a major? I have no fucking idea. I don't, I'm not. A, again, I'm not a tennis expert. I'm not a tennis expert.
0: I will tell you that Curios is both
1: loved and
0: hated by the Australian public. There's a huh. certain subsection that don't like the way he sort of carries on. But the fact that he's actually started to do well in majors recently has yeah. won over a lot of fans because fans in any sport are pretty fickle and it comes down to one thing. If the, if you're winning, they usually like you, and if you're losing, they don't. Uh, yeah. Will he win a major? I think he'll win one. I think he'll have one golden run and that'll be it. He'll And, you know, that'll be his one tournament. I can't see it... Um, being a, like I can't see him stacking up the majors. All right. Next question. Gearhead Mike. How long would it take for the love Steve Robinson is getting
1: to turn to hate if he replaced Cully? Hate is it gonna hate? What do you think? Uh, I would say a month, two months, maybe maximum. I like I think Steve would get it would take like to like uh people would get sick of like a story politically and they keep bringing it up and people would just shut up, Steve. You know what I mean? He is that guy. He's the guy who always brings up the topics. Everybody's over We don't want to talk about this. Uh, you know, he's that guy. And I feel like that wears old on people after a while. Sorry, my dog's mm, a little yeah. crazy. Don't worry about it. Wouldn't,
0: didn't come through. Wouldn't, wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I agree. Wouldn't take long for people to hate him. All right. This is from Andy Mayo. Has Mick ever Frenched someone? And you know, Christian doesn't count uh
1: then no nope then no the negative nope okay great just question um, killer kowalski when does the second blog drop uh but to be determined killer kowalski i again i appreciate somebody who can tweet it just about or every single thing i tweet he hits me with write a blog about it write a blog about it mm-hmm. him or you know fez or somebody it's devotion that i can admire all right this is from Rico Bosco fan. Does
0: solving a cold case murder push Kirk closer to doing the case full time? I think yes, 100%. You wait, some streaming service is going to be making offers to Kirk or Barstill immediately. It's probably already happening. Um, what's wrong? What's wrong? No, 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 somebody, somebody somebody was somebody was knocking.
1: And okay. then they realized that I was doing something live and then they
0: stopped. Yeah. Okay. So I really think Kirk will get picked up streaming service to someone, someone will pick him up and it'll take him away from KMS.
1: Well, you're, you're saying away from Barstool as well? Potentially. See, I disagree there. I think he'll, I think he'll work for Barstool, or at least as what Barstool is constructed right now with Portnoy kind of leading the show and Erica. I think he'll always stay there, but I also think uh, he could negotiate a deal where he doesn't do the Kirk Minahan show and he does investigative journalism podcasting, maybe media critique. Maybe the
0: case could go to Amazon, like maybe Barstool, like Amazon buys the case. It says here, we'll why? You. Why would Barstool do that? Because what if? amazon says we want kirk we want the case we'll give you you know 10 million bucks for it Uh, or they do a revenue share agreement or something but i just think kirk will go to a streaming service because that true crime content is so valuable you know if you can produce good stuff and kirk's got it all he can do the on-air stuff he can do the investigations he's smart he'll he'll go a
1: long way are you saying he's gonna get like a not like you get like an exclusive deal like a spotify exclusive deal like a not alex cooper money but like netflix will make a show a
0: tv show the case and it's a documentary series of kirk you know investigating these things like the whole jennifer Fay one will be a you know it's a three part documentary
1: hmm okay i could i could i guess i could see it I, i i just think more than anything i think it would have to be a big fallout for him to leave you know barstool this one. i think It'd be they lots are- of money.
0: there's so much money in true crime so much money all right
1: next question tim in canton where is the las vegas shooting pod tim's excited about it which gets me a little nervous that he's excited for a uh, podcast about a shooting a mass shooting that shows a lot about tim um again a quick fuse guy tim could be a suspect in that case i'm still not ruling him out but it's coming uh september 27th official day uh, I'm looking to do a t- uh, the trailer probably about 10 days before, so probably about a week from tonight, I would say. I would say probably Monday the – what would that be? Like the 19th or whatever it will be. That's when you're going to get the trailer. And I'm traveling. So this is my – let me ask Monday you the did... 19th of September. Yeah, yeah, like a week. That's eight uh, days away. 18th. Well, whatever it is, yeah. Though, that Monday – You must of... be in the throes of editing and putting this together. Is... You're yelling at me for taking months off. What do, you, what do you think I've been doing? I've been in the lab. I've also been golfing, but – uh, here's the thing. I'm going to Vegas on September 22nd, unrelated for a bachelor party, uh, but I also have lined up a couple things that I'm trying to talk to some people. So my thing is, should I potentially push back the release date? If I get something that's worthy of it, if I can squeeze it in there, you know what I mean? because i I'm, I'm, I would get it like the two or three days before it's pushed back, you know, before it's supposed to be out. So I'm going to Vegas like the same week that the podcast is supposed to be released kind of wasn't planned like that, but now it's happening.
0: I would push it back. Definitely. See what you can do there. See what you can add to the story. There's, there's no one waiting. It's not like anyone knows about the show or cares. So right. y- <laughs> you want to do the best show possible. So being in Vegas, you could add to it. So in if yeah. releasing two weeks, what if you were to get something amazing in Vegas?
1: So, yeah, that, I guess that's the thing. I'm going to bring my stuff to Vegas, record and try to get something if it works. And I get something that's groundbreaking and really good and I can use it. Then I'll push it back as and put it out as soon as possible. Um, but, you know, I, I also uh, I'll you know, the odds of that happening, I guess, are not slim. But who knows? Who knows? I've, I've well, been why, don't sp- you,
0: um, why don't you get me to help you like send it to me? I'll listen to it. Give you feedback.
1: I'm being serious. I would like that, or at least the first episode and send you maybe the script because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the, the episodes out word by word mm-hmm. and reading, you know? So I would like maybe a script. I would like, I'd like I'd like people who I can trust for valid um, critique. And I know you're not going to pull your punches. So no, that, that's I'm- something I
0: can do. I'm working on a new true crime show, which, um, actually, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm, I'm bringing that up here. I not allowed to promote. Man. I'm not bringing that up here. But what I'm okay. saying is, I'd love to listen to it and yeah. can't wait for it. Okay. I'll send it to you first. Definitely. Um, send, Get in touch with Kirk first, see if he wants to help you out with it. <laughs> Uncle Barry the Sharp. Is Montante a good addition to the Jerry Callahan show Is their gambling guru? Yes. Yeah,
1: yes. Yes, absolutely. yes. I think Montante is one in a rare case of somebody who is authentically funny and not necessarily in on his funniness. Like he, he doesn't necessarily know when he's being funny and that's kind of the appeal to it. Like he he's genuine. He, he throws his takes out there. Yeah. It's, you know, he definitely has said some things that might not be the, the best, but uh, I, I like Montante. I think he could get hired by a content company or, or Jerry Callan or any show. And if he, I think he could do kind of what blind Mike's doing for somebody. Definitely. He could do that role for, that a show or something. When I saw on Twitter
0: the image of Jerry Callahan, Craig Acony, and Miguel Montante uh, yes. together on a show, yeah, you know, Kirk may have solved a murder, but bringing those three people together is his greatest achievement today.
1: Yeah, um, and and just seeing how Jerry the the fall from grace. I mean, Jerry Callahan was the second biggest name, if not the biggest name, in Boston sports media. You know, he was right there. He was one of the biggest. His show was so big for people around here. And now to see him doing the show with Montante and Craig, what a world! Yeah, yeah, it won't be long before it's. You
0: know, it's hey, it's Christian and Mick here, and we've got Jerry Callahan joining <laughs> us. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's next. Nice. Shark Minahan, do you think a certain sherborne activist would go after Greg Polar?
1: That, you know, that's something as Greg's a fan of the show, so I'm sure he's aware of it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something he's considered and maybe why he's been like, you know, I'm going to distance myself, even maybe, maybe just it's not worth it for his appearances. Maybe he just wants to be a fan of the show. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's not above, you know, I wouldn't put it past this activist, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Polar knows about it and says, yeah, I don't want anything to do with this guy.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what um, uh, Murchison's doing at the moment. Um, But I I think there's a few things that could make Polar nervous. That would be one of them, definitely. Uh, Blind Owl, for you, this is for you. (laughs) Why can't Mick just do his own thing? Can he just stay in his lane? Now, I think this is because Blind Owl has a blog and he feels that you tried to steal his thunder a little
1: bit. Uh, it's hold on. Let me look in my DMs. Is he one of the guys that messaged me asking, saying that he would write? Yes, he is right here. Yeah. Okay. So this is the same blind owl who said, "Yo, man, which website are you using?" Oh, nice. I tried that. He said, "Send me the stuff. I'd like to be a part." Of. That blind owl. That's the blind owl saying, "I can stay in my lane." I, I don't. What lane? What lane am I in? I don't. I don't know what lane I'm not in. What have I done? I, I just don't get these people who. uh I see one of the people that thinks I'm trying to use the Kirk Minahan world. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's up with him. I also yeah. don't know who that is. I don't really know who that is. What's the
0: blind guy that used to do the wrap-up shows with Justin? I'd have to go through. He's the- not the- actually blind. Like he, he's, okay. I think he's got like 95% vision, but he, Was he, at he uses David? the 5% to claim government stuff.
1: Was he at the Wilbur and the pre-show and all that stuff? No, 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 no. Okay, he's not so a real yeah, fan. I didn't mean – yeah, I don't know who he is. I don't know. Sorry, man. Right. I'll try to stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Okay,
0: this is from Men of Fandom. Kirk Club how bad was Big Steve on the main show better or worse than KMS Reloaded hmm look I would say Steve Snell was better I thought the show with Snell was better because of the madness uh just the insanity of having Snell in there but it's a low bar I mean you know yeah, he was. We covered it at the top of the show. Steve was Steve was very underwhelming, flat. All the things I said at the top of the show. Would I rather have a crazy minifan in over Steve? Yes, a hundred times out of a hundred.
1: Okay, so I I I disagree there. I guess not a a crazy minifan. If we could get somebody who is like somewhat entertaining, not necessarily trying to be wacky like Steve Snell. Um, I I don't I don't really have room for. Somebody who's completely going as a character, you can tune it up a little bit. You can play to it up. You know, I, I understand it's a podcast. You're trying to be entertaining, but I just felt like somebody who was just trying so hard and trying to be fun. I, I, that to me is just hard to listen to. Everything he said was just like eye roll. That's what it was. It was like an eye roll. Like, oh shut up, dude. It's like, I, I, was terrible. yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, Steve Robinson. It felt like I would describe it as. It, it felt like a normal Tuesday from 2019 or whatever. You know what I mean? I it felt like there was no difference to me. There was no like other than talking about it the show being centered around him, but it felt like it was just the same old like Steve monotone, you know, telling his stupid little jokes and getting his shots in there. Yeah.
0: So yeah, um to answer your question, Men of Fandom, how bad was Dave Robinson? Very bad. Very, very bad. Well that was all the listener questions, Mick. Yeah. Um let's wrap up this edition of Minifandom Fandom mm-hmm. with yeah. What are what are Red's parents um gonna watch in heaven? What's mm-hmm. Charlie watching up there with them like deceased cat? You watching yeah. anything good
1: lately? Well, let me think. Uh what did I just, I've been watching the New Thrones, the New Thrones or whatever Drag House of Dragon. I've been watching that. Yep. I've been into it. Um I like it. As somebody who hated the ending of Game of Thrones, I was a little skeptical of how this show's gonna go. Um but so far I've liked it. Um that I'm watching I started that Hulu documentary, Dope Sick about oh, the ox- yep. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. I've uh, been into that. I guess those are the two that I've really been into. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, uh, I started watching Yellow Jackets this week. Yeah. Fucking What's that about?
1: Is that the surviving team, the, t- the volleyball team, right, or something? Exactly,
0: yeah. They yeah, crash yeah. in a forest somewhere. Yeah. That's one of the most bingeable shows I've watched in a long time. I'm halfway through. I think I've watched five of the ten episodes. I'm a, I'm a bit behind on this one. It's, it's on Paramount+. Plus. It's been out for a while. I just got Paramount+. Plus. I sort of built, built up a few shows. I wanted to watch there. Nathan views on their yeah. Star Trek, uh, the new Star Trek show. So yellow jackets, one of my favorite shows this year, without a doubt. Uh, another one I'm watching is the bear, a new show. Uh, I think it's on Hulu, maybe um, in the States about a, a guy that goes back to run his restaurant in Chicago. Oh, okay. fantastic show.
1: Fantastic. Oh. Um, uh, I got to wanna... ask you this. This is, I think I thought I saw you tweeting about this. Are you a Lord of the Rings guy? You, you're watching the new Lord of the Rings. So I've just started watching Ring of Power. I've watched the yeah. first two
0: episodes. I'm more a Lord of the Rings guy than I am a Game of Thrones guy. So House of Dragon I switched off after the first half of the first really? episode. And that's wow. why I won't go back. Um, Ring of that's Power good. I watched the two first episodes. They were good. Um, Steve brought up the conspiracy around the, the casting of Black Hobbits um, on Friday show, another light topic. And Steve mm. is – steve's proposition is that that amazon are trying to drum up a fake controversy that there's no one actually upset about the black hobbits
1: might not be the worst theory um but i i don't i feel like a show that big and that fan like you don't need does does, does lord of the whatever i forget the name of the thing but it's a billion dollar budget it's it's you know it's crazy i don't think they need that much attention i feel like You know i'm sure any pr is good pr so maybe in theory i guess that could be something that someone would do but i feel like a show to that that, that's already that big with that crazy fan base and it's so yeah i don't think they would need to
0: no but i think more the the point is that it's probably just a couple of lunatic bloggers or writers that have started off this little bit of discussion and maybe it's gone from there and it hasn't actually you know it's not actually a big fan issue. I've I've enjoyed the Ring of Rings of Power so far. The first two episodes were good. They weren't amazing. They were good. I'd definitely keep watching. The casting was fine. I, I didn't didn't matter to like I didn't even register the, so, the changes. Um yeah. but I think that the gripe that some people have is that the the cast member that's black is not black in later shows in the movies. So they're saying like it's not the the fact of uh, the of who they're cast. It's the fact that it's not consistent with the, right. the other movies. So
1: i i I would think that is a fair gripe there. Uh, but I also think, um, kind of like you, the only way I'm going to complain about the casting, whether if it's like a you know they casted an Asian person because they wanted to appeal or what you know whatever it is, whatever people think out there, they casted somebody of color, whatever. I only will care if it takes away from the story or if it's completely, you know, just doesn't make any sense at all. Other than that, I don't care if it's a good actor and they're doing a good performance. I to truly like, I'm not, I know that's a PC take in it, but I really like, I'm kind of right. like you where it's I like, take. yeah, but I, but I really like, unless it's going to completely take away from the story or something, I don't care. Yeah, that this person had blonde hair, or, you know, he's different in this show. Yeah, if it doesn't make sense in the story, then yeah, I, it's a fair gripe. But if it's a new movie or something, or if it's a new spinoff, I don't know, who gives a hell?
0: Yep. So Ring of Power, give it a go if you like Lord of Rings. Um right. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm curious. See, so the first two episodes were good, not great. I feel like it's a bit of a build-up. They're you know, sort of setting up for but there was a couple of really good scenes in it. So, yeah, I'm there for it. So I've actually had a really good week of TV. You know, Yellow Jackets, The Bear, Ring of Power, three really good new shows. And then finally something that's just instantly made me feel better mick is i'm one of those office obsessives so um i've started re-watching the office again i sort of do it every year basically yeah. um wow. and so yeah season one of the office love that show you can't, it's just- you,
1: can't you can't go wrong with it um i would say se- the early seasons more than anything are the best i would say one through four are the the cream of the crop in my opinion
0: it's funny you say that because actually, the later seasons, some of it
1: ages really well.
0: Yeah, like some of it was a bit ahead of its time, and and some of those later seasons that didn't, when I saw them at the time when they were released, I was like, oh, that wasn't a great. As I, some of the episodes have aged really well. I don't know what that is, but
1: yeah, yeah, I, I just think the early stuff. um, the crew, like they went to more of like appropriate, like crude humor, like network TV crude humor uh, in the later TV seasons. I thought the early stuff when they the way they presented Michael, they they almost presented him as like the the Me Too boss, you know. Mm. They, they presented him as like a creepy like guy who's gonna say the like it was just a different feel of the show and like I thought it was just funnier. I thought it was funnier him being a little more unfilled. Like that episode Diversity Day, I think it's like the second or third episode. Same. Yeah. yeah, that's not happening in today's world. That episode's not airing or not not like that. You know i feel yeah. like that would, i feel like that would not happen today so i don't know just a lot of the humor i thought was um a little more just i guess more risky if that's the right word and um i don't know i can just appreciate the way that are going with it as somebody who can kind of get a laugh out of something without taking it serious yeah it's, it's hands down my favorite show
0: <clears throat> love watching it um yeah and he's you know uh, in one of the episodes um michael scott's doing a uh, Donald Trump impressions and obviously yeah. it's from the apprentice you will vote. been yeah. yeah. saying um yeah but he wouldn't be joking around about Donald Trump now no. he'd get cancelled yeah All Right, Mick Well, um i guess that's it we've we've right. smashed through um uh minifandom for those wondering what happened to TCB taking care of business i've axed um TCB out of respect to Kirk um, because that was a tribute to the New Hampshire cast, and Clamor was a part of it. Of um, TCB. I think I'm going to replace it with sort of the Metaverse update or something like what's mm. happening in the Metaverse rather than Ooh, the Metaverse. Like um, but happy to take suggestions from the listeners. Um, but yeah, looking, the show is going to be you know inside the Metaverse, show stuff, questions, Minifan World,
1: and then what are Red's parents watching in heaven? Yeah, that's good, the most important thing though. that's that's something that we have to get to every episode right that's as absolutely of, as, yeah that's it
0: well uh mick thanks for joining me have a good weekend good luck um with the blog i'm looking forward to reading one every week uh every week Ma- maybe maybe i'm looking forward to the the <laughs> podcast coming out the las vegas shooting
1: one yeah. um i would say make bap the the, the lowest priority yeah, it already is. That's all right. Yeah, you've already ruined any confidence I have from it, so it's great.
0: All right, Mina fans, thanks for listening to Minna fandom. Kirk, you're the best. Bye-bye. Take it easy.